One, two, three. Welcome to Three Song Stories, the podcast that basically uses musical memories to get people to tell stories into a microphone that they probably never thought they'd be telling into a microphone. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Canary. Our guest today is Elise Marr. Elise is a hairstylist, dog lover, and trivia enthusiast. She's also one of the hosts of the super cleverly named podcast Two Girls Scissoring, where she and her best friend Amanda, who's a dog groomer, discuss the trials and tribulations of cutting hair. She spent her formative years attending local shows and Southwest Florida, where she developed many close friendships that are still strong 20 years later. After spending some time in Minneapolis and Seattle last summer, she says she eagerly returned to the place she's happy to call home, Cape Coral, where she now resides with her adorable canine companion, Rue. We met Elise and Rue at our Post Palace podcast recording trivia night when Lee was asking questions based on our podcast, which Richard, Tara, and I were surprisingly bad at knowing the answers to, and she's been on the list ever since, so let's get this thing going. Hey there, Elise. Hi. How you doing? Great. You're kind of hiding behind the microphone. I'm sorry. I don't know. Which... I'll go this way. Um, uh, <laughs> <Are> we... <laughs> your dog is named after a golden girl. Yes. That's true? Yeah. Are she... you like a big golden girl aficionado? Um, a little bit. So I, when I was growing up watching it, every time Rue McClanahan's name came up on the screen, that's I was like... Ma- that's Blanche. Yeah, Blanche. So Rue's <laughs> middle name is Blanche. But um, when her name came up on the screen, I was always like, oh, I love that name. If I ever have a kid, I'll, I'll name her Rue or something like that. Um, and I don't have kids. And also I realized over time that Rue means regret. So I was like, probably not the best name for a kid. Um, but for a dog, it's fine. So How old is Rue? She's five. Okay. Or she'll be six this year. So, so uh, uh, two girls scissoring. Mm-hmm. How's that going so far? Good. It's a new venture, right? Yeah, yeah. We started at the beginning of the – well, right before the beginning of the year. And uh, – I um, actually recently I am in between hairstyling jobs uh, just the past week or so. So um, right now it's just one girl scissoring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I've been doing hair it's for like, like a, eleven just, years, it's so like I'll a get one back hand to doing clapping. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but no, it's been a lot of fun. So. Did you have any experience doing like audio recording and or editing, or is this like you just no, you just dove right in? I just kind of kind of winging it. I have a, a good friend who, uh, well, a couple good friends that do their podcasts. So like my uh, friend Dallas has been helping me a lot as far as like just knowing what I need to do and as far as um, editing. But it's it's very. Not fancy, you know, like it's not a, a like well-oiled machine or anything like that. We're just doing it mostly to just get out our frustrations about things at work. So, uh, any music in it? <laughs> um, no, the beginning and the um, end have just like a a um. Sorry, I was adjusting the yeah. mic. <laughs> <laughs> just like a scissoring noises and like blow drying noises and stuff like that. Gotcha. And um, but we uh, definitely. Um, I'm sure at some point talk about music. We talk about everything on there. It kind of goes from from work, but goes into other things as well. So, so you, I know you spent your formative years in Cape Coral or Southwest Florida. Were you born here? Or? No, I was born in New Jersey, and okay. then we moved here when I was seven. Okay, and then lived here until I was 22, and then I moved away, and then I moved back. Okay. Yeah. So what was the musical background of your childhood? And I guess you can go start with New Jersey if what you can remember and yeah. then kind of segue to here. Yeah. So um, as a kid, my dad was more into 
Well, mo- both my parents listen to like very different sorts of music. So I kind of was well-rounded as far as that goes of like my dad was as a teen- teenager like a stoner and listened to like the birds and s- stuff like that and really liked Led Zeppelin and, and all of that. And then my mom minored in theater in college and so she was very into musicals and so kind of stuff coming from both ends as far as that goes. And she also really liked more of like the pop music and then my dad – was just all rock and roll, so yeah. Um, <clears throat> ever play in a band? I mean, like 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 the like the middle school band or anything I like that? I played trombone. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My daughter did trombone yeah. in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Yeah, I was uh, like fifth fifth through eighth grade. I played trombone, and actually after so then I had the trombone for many years after that, and then um, Mark Davis bought it from me. <laughs> When we were in high school. Oh, really? Or when I was in high school. He was graduated from high school. But, yeah, he bought it from me because it was just kind of sitting around and he was doing the ska thing. So he, he bought my trombone. So so this whole little network of people that we've tapped into that I've gotten to know through this show, yeah. that you those are your peeps from back in the yes. day and now yeah. back in the now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm, I am really happy to have them back in my – I mean, they've always kind of been in my life even when I was away, but, like, now just – Seeing them all the time is really great. So, so what were you listening to, like when you were in middle school? Like, what was your first bands that you were into? Um, Weezer was one of my very first bands that I like really loved um, because, well, I guess the Blue Album Camp came out in '94, and I didn't get into them then because I was like eight or nine at the time. Um, but the first, like, yeah, actual band that I guess still aligns with a lot of stuff that I currently like would be Weezer. I don't quite like them much anymore but like they're are they still stuff. like out there now making yeah, music they, now? they make a lot of music but i wouldn't say that it's i'd say the first two albums of theirs you know will always be cemented with me as some of my favorite albums but after that they kind of dipped off do you still check in with what they're doing yeah i've or tried do you just kind of trust that it's not going to be mm, i've tried to like still because I, I i love the first two albums so much that i'm like i really want to give them more of a chance and like even their third album i was like it's okay it's fine it's you know whatever but like it just kind of spiraled down from there and in, in my opinion but uh early, early musical memory if i throw you back as far as you can go is there something that comes up um besides so the earliest one is actually my f- first song, like like the first s- song story. So I'll, I'll go we'll, past we'll that. We'll yeah. that for the we'll moment. Go, <laughs> go, um, my brother and I used to – my parents had this big record player with like huge speakers and this is back in New Jersey. We had this big living room and my brother and I used to – my dad really liked Led Zeppelin and I think it's like – it's the second one, the one that starts with Whole Lot of Love. Or, and all of that. And we used to just dance around the living room to that. Like, I don't know. We used to play this game where he was a turtle. I have no idea why. But so he would dance around as a turtle. This is when we were like, I was like six. This is your and dad or your brother? My, my brother. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not my dad. <laughs> no, not my dad. <laughs> but my brother would, he's two years older than me. So I was actually probably like four and he was probably six. And so he, but um, looking back, like there was that, um, the, the lemon song that's on there. And uh, you know, as kids, like, couldn't, you know, didn't really understand the words, but, like, I listened to that song more recently, and I was just like, these lyrics are not, like, <laughs> we should not have been dancing around right. to this yeah. at all. Like, yeah, you know. It's a little bit weird, but, yeah, you, know, you know, as kids, you don't know. It was more of just, like, the music, just the sound of it. Just what it sounded it, like that, and yeah, what it made yeah, you exactly, feel, right? So. <laughs> um, uh, what was the first music that you owned? Um, I. It's weird. So the first cassette that I ever got was... Um, 
Jagged, Jagged Little Pill. Oh, right. Um, yeah. And it's weird because I was probably like eight when that came out. So obviously had no idea. Yeah, I was going to say probably wasn't that. really resonating. But it was like yet. there was a song on the radio, and I think it was just like I, you know, I, I just had, got that. I thought it was cool. Um, but then the first CD that I owned because we got, I got a CD player for Christmas that year, and it was the Lion King soundtrack. So it's kind of like a weird <laughs> combination yeah. of the Lion King soundtrack and Jagged Little Pill Nowadays, were like my two things. Nowadays you can get like Alanis Morissette doing the Ali- Lion's King soundtrack. Or yeah. Lion King. She's making new music now too. I think so. Yeah, Have yeah. You... And um, I haven't heard any of her newer stuff, but I know that she's going on tour with like Liz Fair, and I love Liz Fair too. So I was. Probably going to go see her when she's in Orlando, I think, is where she's going to be. So hmm. looking forward to that. Um, um, can you remember a time when music moved you in a way, either emotionally or – I mean, you already kind of alluded to the Led Zeppelin two dancing. That, yeah. that would have been sort of it. But yeah. is there anything else in there? Um, I can't think of anything specific. It's just always been so, like, intertwined in my life that, like, there's all sorts of – Feeling like any song, there's all sorts of feelings around a lot of songs that like can emotionally move me, or you know, but I can't think of something specific, like an instance, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it, it kind of just is all throughout my life. So, okay, now we're gonna unshelve that first song, okay? So, what is it, and what's how do you want to handle this? Um, it's Purple Rain by Prince, uh huh. First time it's come up on the show, which and I'm a that's little surprising. surprised, yeah, yeah. Um, so Backtrack well, backtracking to when I was my parents named me did not name me Elise when I was born. This is relevant to this. So they didn't name me Elise, they named me Dana. And then um my mom never liked the name and anyway they changed it um before I, we moved down here and then I was just Elise from then on. Like, that's a like, whole <laughs> like legally changed <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, they legally changed it. Wow. How, how um, old were you when they legally changed your name? They filed like paperwork seven. to change your name. Yeah. My dad's a lawyer or was a lawyer. He's retired now, so it was kinda easy. He just filed the paperwork. But then then they messed up with not doing with social security. So then when I got my driver's license or when I got my driver's license, they didn't have the right paperwork. So my ID still says Dana, but I'm legally Elise. It's a whole thing. Okay, wait, wait, but- wait. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> you just kind of flew past that. Like it was easy. Like he filled out paperwork. But <laughs> but but was it easy? Like you were seven. My daughter's seven. If yeah. I told her, hey, was, were you cool well, with this so idea is what he's getting? Here's at. the thing is like my mom um always kind of from a time from whenever I can remember, she always said, like, well, I didn't really want to name you Dana. Like, it was always just kind of like this. So in my head, it was like, wow, I really don't like this name because mom doesn't like this name. Right. And so um, when it was brought up, I was like, sure. Like, I didn't, you know, because I kind of got that idea that it was just not a good name. I mean, I don't have any real at- attachment to the name Dana now because I just haven't. It's been... Your email address that I've been interacting with says Dana. Yeah, because <laughs> – well, but it is <laughs> – I know. Did you have that when but, you were six? Well, no. So I have it like that because of – for like uh, jobs and, and resumes and stuff like that. Because it matches your driver's it's license. Tech, yeah. Oh. That's, so it's usually like in parentheses. It's, it's a whole – Complicated, That's a annoying can of worms. thing. Okay, let's get back to Purple Rain. <laughs> I got, wait, I got one more. I got one more. Got one more. Did, you, did you have any input on Elise? Um, it was one of the many names that my mom said she had wished she named me, and so I chose that one, I guess. And hmm. yeah, um, you know, I mean, I wouldn't have chosen. I wouldn't have done that to a kid, but like, it's kind of whatever now. So, but Dana. Was my name, and uh, Purple Rain was released, um, I think it was 
like a year before I was born because it was 84, I think, is mm-hmm. when the album was released. And so my dad used to always sing um, when I was a baby. This is before I remember. But like he used to push me in my little swing and he would sing Purple Purple Dana instead of Purple Rain or Purple Dane instead of Purple Rain. And that's the first thing that I remember because he used to sing it like all the time until I was probably like four or five years old was singing me Purple Purple Dana or Purple Dane. And so that's just like I've always had like a – memory of that around that song and that's literally my first music memory like I of my dad singing that to me so um it's always been because my dad's like he's like my best friend in the entire world so (laughs) is he a big Prince fan no that's the thing I mean he likes Prince but um it was just I think just timing wise from when the song came out and it was very big and um it was just kind of and, you know, kind of made a spoof of, of my name with that, which, you know, I do that with my dog all the time now, too. <laughs> just like anything that sounds like Rue, I'll just change the words to, to sing about her. So <laughs> you want to listen to it? Yeah. OK, I have three choices. OK. Um, uh, the original 1984 album version. OK. The 2013 remastered version. OK. Or the 2015 Paisley Park remastered version. I don't know. Probably just the original. That's what that's, I figured. Yeah. <clears throat> um, okay. Well, let's listen to it. And I have, I, I have, I have some Purple Rain trivia for you after we listen to it. Oh. Uh, this is Purple Rain, last track on Prince's 1984 album of the same name. So was he like singing along, or was he like singing a cappella, or where was he? It, where? He, <laughs> on and off, like he's saying. Acapella, and then sometimes with it playing, like if it was on the radio or something like that. Because I remember him pointing it out to me in the in the car at one point, and he was like, "I used to sing this to you when you were a baby." And then he started to. Then after that, he started singing it to me again a lot. So, yeah. But I realized like my favorite color has always been purple, and I don't know if that's like somehow implanted in my head from when I was little. (laughs) Um, What was it like to listen to it now in its entirety, thinking of him and then and it and all that? He's um, it's just uh, like so when I moved to Minneapolis. um, Well, I was going to ask. Yeah, it's kind of like almost a full circle thing. Like it, it wasn't because of that, but like. Because living in Minneapolis, like, a lot of bands would cover Prince, obviously. And whenever they would cover Purple Rain, like, I'd cry <laughs> no matter, like, what band it was because I missed him because he was da- – he still lived down here. And so, uh, yeah, so it's, it's like, he's just a great dad. He's, like, <laughs> he's my best friend. So it's always, like, a little bit, like – now he lives out in the Washington State area, so – Far away again, but he's gonna you know. listen to this, though, right? I hope so. Although I hope that he doesn't get upset with me talking about the name change and all of that. But, <laughs> Too late but now. I hope if I hope he listens. This, yeah, that. I think that he'll be he'll be um, touched. Like he's he is very stoic, but he's very sensitive. So I think he would be really happy to know that that's like one of my main things, and that it it, it made you list makes of three. Me, yeah, like I just yeah, he's he's a good dad. <laughs> um, my little song that I sang for my daughter was uh, her name's Guinevere, but mm-hmm. it's, we call her Gwen or Gwenna. Mm-hmm. So it was Gwen of the Pooh. Gwen of oh, the that's Pooh. cute. Doopy 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 doopy. Anyway, there's a whole version yeah. of it that I've got. Um, okay, uh, you ready for the trivia? Sure, yeah. I learned a few years ago because somebody posted it as a Facebook video, this VHS rip of a story that tells how they recorded Purple Rain originally. Okay. But it got taken down. And then I, a few years later, I saw it like on Reddit, but then it got taken down. Yeah. <clears throat> that he recorded that 
for the first time he ever played it for an audience at like a benefit concert for a dance company. He hired the best production company he could find, and they recorded it, and that's what we just listened to. Oh, interesting. The very first time he played it in front of people. Was that? Was that. Oh, wow. Right? That's isn't impressive. That, isn't that like genius on a yeah. different level? Yeah. <laughs> he was just such an incredible perform like and i think you know like even as a guitarist like just a really good guitarist which i think people forget about but then when Uh you hear that you're like oh yeah he was really i will share that video with you because just the other day it popped up again on reddit and somebody posted it on youtube and it only had like 220 views and i went ahead and just ripped it off youtube yeah so i now have the file of the story exactly hang on to that because it the actual original recording was like 14 minutes so it talks about how like okay you know this four minute intro is the first time you know they had just hired the band and lisa was making this lick up as she went and then this is where it goes to the album version it just kind of explains the whole thing that's super cool super cool And Richard, I can't wait to see what you do with your little mix magic with Purple Rain. I'm excited. I figured. (laughs) Um, uh, So Minneapolis then, why did you go there? Um, No Prince connection. No, I just, uh, when I decided that I wanted to leave Florida for a little while, because I just, you know, when you're in your 20s, sometimes you want to go and explore. And uh, my dad was... um, you know, again, we're very close. Uh, he he was like, you know, I want you to go somewhere that is safe. And he used to travel for work. So he's been to a lot of places. And he, and so I listed off all of these places. And he was like, out of all the ones that you said, I think that Minneapolis, like, I, I would feel the most comfortable with you there. And so went up and, and visited there and really liked it. And so just moved there. Hmm. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so we just listened to Purple Rain. Do you listen to a lot of Prince? Is that part of your, like, um, musical I do, regime? Yeah, I do listen to Prince pretty often. Um because I just think he's great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, how do you play music these days? Mostly through Spotify. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you have record collection or anything there, like so that? So I have a record collection. I did. I when I moved back down here, I, the the record player I had was really big, so I actually got you know donated it to a thrift store, and I didn't have one. But um, my roommate, um, I just had my friend Claire, uh, the singer from the Free Coasters. Claire Luparulo? Yeah, yeah. So she She's moved been in. on this show. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I, I remember She's been in that to, Yeah, chair. exactly. So she lives with me now. And so she has a record player and like a huge mm-hmm. record collection. And so um, she just moved in in January. So not everything is all set up yet. But I'll at least be able to listen to my records again. So. When was the last time you bought music like a CD or something else that had physical form? Well, um, I... I bought some records at um, Goodwill the other day. So, oh yeah, yeah. Um, so um, I'm starting. We're doing a. We're starting up a movie. Uh, Southwest Florida Movie Trivia League, my friend and I. And so some of the prizes are going to be like movie soundtracks. So we oh. were going through looking for movie soundtracks, and then I just found like a, like a couple of other records that I really wanted so i got those too so i've never owned vinyl but now in the last two months i have purchased two albums Ooh. i have the police uh ghost in the machine mm-hmm. and the soundtrack to the tv show moonlighting <laughs> those are two <laughs> that reminds me of um my uh when my ex-boyfriend moved in with me years ago we both had just like a couple records each, but somehow we both had the the Flashdance soundtrack. <laughs> like <laughs> both of us had it on vinyl, and there's like just a really random, you know, thing to both have. So I thought that's funny. That is pretty good. Yeah. Um, so uh, trivia. We met you through the trivia connection. Yeah. You're doing trivia stuff. Yeah. Had you done that prior to doing it now, 
or is this um, sort of a new venture for you? So I used to play a lot of trivia in Minneapolis. In Seattle, I didn't really do it that much, but I've always been super into trivia and Jeopardy and stuff like that. And um, one of the things that I appreciate about moving back down here is like I've been able to kind of get support for that side of me because I have such a good friend support system down here and I know a lot of people. So it's like easier to kind of get my way into stuff like that and get the opportunity to play trivia or, you know, be on podcasts or stuff like that. Um, And so my friend uh, Dallas, who runs trivia at 1025 in Cape Coral, um, came up with this movie trivia league idea. And so we're kind of running with it and we're hopefully like going to start doing even like more than just movie trivia league, we're probably going to then do like music trivia league because it's like eight weeks and then like a so you championship. Have, you have teams and then you carry over the points from week to week, yeah. like a yeah. dart league or something. Yeah, like that. basically, it's at it's going to be at four different locations and then yeah, the points carry over and then the top teams will then do like a championship and then and then at have like a final hmm. thing and and win. I had so. never done. Or first of all, is it just me or trivia nights like multiplying like rabbits around? Oh, they're here? all over okay, the place. This is like, not just, I, I haven't just discovered them. They are multiplying. Oh yeah, they're okay. they are more and more places are picking it up because like the the other co- the company that I work for right now that I run trivia for two nights a week like he's always taking on more places that want more trivia. So I had only ever done trivia at a bar in the past when it was like on the screen and you had the little buttons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so then I saw how Lee does it with like the cards and yeah. he plays the music. Mm-hmm. Is that more like what you're doing? Yeah, mine's kind of uh, – th- so the one the one that we are coming up with is a lot – it's similar to Lee and actually we're kind of collaborating with him and he might be running one of the spots too. So it's definitely a lot like the no-nonsense trivia that he does. Um, the one that I work for uh, is a little bit more – it's it's not as um, complex because it's for, like, larger crowds uh-huh. of bars and stuff like that. Like, I do it at um, – sometimes I've done it at, her, like, the Hurricanes Wings place and stuff. So it's, like, you have to consider, like, the age range of people and stuff like that. You have and to so, tailor it to the audience. Yeah, yeah. So, like – Which Lee clearly does oh, extremely well. Yeah, he does. <laughs> but he's also really good at picking um, – places to do it you know like he he doesn't just take any place like he he's specifically chose palace in those mm-hmm. places because of the types of people that go in and like the connections to like that age range because in cape coral there are a lot of you know snowbirds so it's like right. a, a whole different thing when when you're doing trivia for them versus I'm, you know I'm for understood. people at, at palace and stuff like that Surely. So. um if you had to say and i don't know if you have enough experience to say this off the top of your head but what era or genre of music is most rich in trivia potential that's tough because there's maybe all of them. Yeah, just pretty the much closer all you of look. them, really, because like it, it really just kind of. I think for um, yeah, I don't know that there would be one that is is the most because there's so much information available about everything now that I don't know that yeah. there's anything where it's like where it's a dead zone of not having any any information. When they asked me to be on their podcast and wanted me to come up with questions, I was like, I don't even know how to – I don't know how to do that. But then yeah. I started looking and it's just kind of like – it's like that thought experiment where the – you know, in literature class, they're like, write a thousand words about over there. And the mm-hmm. student's like, well, I don't know what to write about. And it's like, but just drill all the way down. And the closer you look, the more there is kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's sort of like what it is with yeah. trivia. You just get You're... way into the weeds of something mm-hmm. and start plucking out the interesting tidbits. Exactly. Yeah, you just hmm. like – I just – Think of things throughout the day of like, oh, that would be a good thing to look into to write a question about. And then usually because I do about 20 to 35 questions a week just because of the different places that I go and I have to change them for certain crowds. But, yeah, it's it usually takes me about an hour. 
Yeah, if a, I like really... trivia block, like I can't do it. I can't think of anything. Um, that does happen, and I will admit I have taken questions from other people. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but um, the thing that I don't like doing is just going on a website online and like there's oh, like right. a thing where it just like generates questions. I'm like, I don't like doing it that way. Technically, I'm allowed to for the places that I work, but I just don't feel right doing it, I guess. So right. like I always at least have to like write my own or ask, you know, other people if I can you Well, yeah, know, and if there's anybody in the audience that's like really into trivia, they may have already been to that website. Well, right, exactly. Like, you know, hmm. Exactly. It's just um, kind of hard. You said you grew up with, um, with the South Florida music scene. Mm-hmm. Reflect on, you know, what were the bands that you were into when you were in high school? Yeah. Are those people still around? Yeah. Like, um, line it all up for us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the Anchorite Four, definitely, which was Mark Davis right. and Mike Cosden, uh, Patrick Norris, and there was a guy, Joel, in that band for a little bit, but it was mostly Pat, Patrick, um, Mike and Mark, uh, and basically anybody that played with them. Like I was just a huge fan of theirs, and I became really good friends with with uh, with Mark. And so, um, you know, like Jayuna, I really liked as well. Um, and I'm drawing a blank, but there were a lot of oh, the strip club moms were actually really good too. Yeah, Doug I, I really liked them. Um, and then uh, there was. I don't think that they're from around here, but there was this band Paulson that used to come down here a lot and and play with those other guys, and I really liked them. Um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of other ones specifically, but those are the top ones that I can think of at this moment. Did you ever make but, it into Liquid Cafe back in the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went there and the chocolate schmooze. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And my friends in high school and I used to hang out on the steps, like across from Liquid Cafe, mm-hmm. whatever that is. Like yeah, where that, that old bank building yeah, that's turned yeah, into lawyer offices. Yeah, that used offices. to be where we where we would hang out um, before curfew, you know, and then yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then have to go home. But yeah. Yeah, we were right across the street doing yeah. stuff. Um, uh, uh, how about peak concert experience from, like, your life? Oh, um, I have been to a lot. Um, when I was living in Minneapolis, I the person that I was dating was in a fairly well-known band, and so I went to a lot of stuff through him. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's hard to quantify really like what was my favorite uh i mean one of them actually does come up in my song stories too of like one of the ones that i really like but um one that i can remember before that that like there's this band called the faint and i'm not like they're not my favorite band or anything like that but i liked their music and i saw them uh when i was a senior in high school and i was just like blown away by their live show and i can't remember why but it's always stuck in my head of just like that was like the best live show that i ever saw so then i saw them again like probably like three or four, well, no, probably like five years ago. And they still just put on this incredibly good live show. What called what again? The Faint. So they were on, I think they're still on Saddle Creek Records. Um, and uh, they're just kind of, I guess they're like electronic sort of-ish, which isn't even really the type of music that I usually listen to, but I just really liked them. And a lot of times when you remember things from like being a teenager, when you see them again as an adult, you're like, eh, yeah, it wasn't as good. Right. But they were actually still really good. I saw them. Yeah, five or six years ago, and and they were still really good. So, okay, yeah. Um, farthest you ever traveled to see a show? The farthest I ever traveled to see a show. Specifically um, to see a show. Uh, I don't know. Um, I believe. Well, I flew to no, because that wasn't just to see a show. Uh, probably living down here, just drive, uh, driving up to Gainesville was probably the furthest okay. that I, I went um, back then, Okay, you know, which was not too far. But. Fair enough. Three and a half <laughs> hours. Um, uh, time for song number two. 
which one is it? I have you as uh, the bright eyes. Okay, yeah. So, two. so that one actually, yeah, that that is um, bright eyes has been like, um, you know, I was kind of like a little emo kid growing up, and bright eyes was like when I first dis- that, that song is when I first discovered them, and it was my. Um, when I was younger, my parents wouldn't let me drive on the highway um, when I first got my license, you know, for safety. So they had – I had older – a few friends that were older. Um, the highway like the interstate? Yeah, like the interstate. Okay. Yeah. 41 was okay. 41 was okay, just not the interstate. But it's kind of funny because – so my friend uh, Shane um, had – he was older and so he would always go to all these shows and so we would um, – I would tag along with him. And so they were fine with that because he was like 20, 21. And it was like me and a few of my friends. But the funny thing is, is that like, first of all, he lived in Pine Manor, which isn't exactly the, I don't know how it is now, but back then it, it probably hasn't, hasn't changed hasn't much. hasn't changed much. So it's like, so not the safest place, but they'd let me drive over and leave my car, yeah. <laughs> leave my car in Pine it's Manor. It's a little strange pocket of not safe. Yeah. In that you know? whole area, right? <laughs> and um, so they, they were fine with that. And then... Um, Driving up, like, he had this van that had no windshield wipers, and it had, like, no um, something else that it was missing, and then it had no radio. So we had a boom box in the back and just CDs, and so I randomly put on um, the EP that this – that um, Going for the Gold is on, and it was the first time that I ever heard Bright Eyes, and it was, like, the – like whenever I get really like touched by something, my face gets all tingly. But that was the first time I ever felt that about music. Like when I heard that song and I was just like, wow, you know, like this is amazing. And and then went down the bright eyes hole and like love that. I still love them um, to this day. Like I'm just kind of like I, they're probably my favorite band or at least – is it right a they? The is it a him? Is it a? It, it's a him, but a they. Like it's technically it's technically Connor Oberst, but he always has. It's more at than least just... past. Like this is when it was basically just him, uh-huh. but now it's kind of a they because he always has these two other people that basically, if they're not with him, then it's not Bright Eyes anymore. It's just Connor Oberst. Uh-huh. So you know they can be a they or a him. It's kind of like how Dashboard Confessional was first just Chris Caraba, and then they became you know a they, I guess. So. Um. <clears throat> Do you want to listen to it? Yes. Okay. Uh, oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, well, I can't wait to see. I have a story, too. I'll tell okay. it afterwards. Uh, the, uh, going for the Gold, uh, Bright Eyes, uh, originally released on the 2000 album, Oh, Holy Fools, the Music of Sun, Ambulance, and Bright Eyes, and then released on the EP you were talking about in 2001 called Don't Be Frightened of Turning the Page. Now, to me, everything else, it just sounds like a lie. How does that make you feel here? Good. I, I, I just, I actually haven't listened to that song in a really long time. Um, I, I listen to some of his other stuff more often, so it was actually really good to hear that song because it's still like, I don't know, there's just something about it that just is really, I don't know, there's just something about it that just really moves me. And I have no idea really uh, why it, it was the first time I ever heard him at all and just, you know, driving up there with the boom box because we didn't have a CD player in there, and it was just where I don't were you know. driving? Um, I I don't remember. I were, think we, you weren't going to like a concert. A we were going to oh, yeah. not to his, but I think we were going to um, Weezer saves the day, and I don't remember who else played. But it was I, I believe it was a Weezer concert that we were going to up at um, 
like this the, in or, either Orlando or Tampa. And uh, he – my friend always had like, you know – all of the burned CDs that was back when we were just like mm-hmm. burning stuff off Napster the yeah, whole time. So it was like Napster. things weren't labeled. So it was like I heard the song and um And it was just everybody track was four. Well yeah and, <laughs> yeah, and everybody was talking about how much they, they liked, you know, the band or whatever, but they weren't saying what band it was and I felt dumb. I didn't want to ask <laughs> because I was like, well everybody already knows who this is and like I don't know, but this is amazing. So then I I don't remember how I actually figured out who it was to then because you know as a teenager you're just like I don't want to sound uncool uh-huh. so I had I didn't know who it was and so um, eventually um, I think a friend of mine was into Bright Eyes and then like I realized that it was the same person and then I was like okay Bright Eyes and then I just like got everything that I could for Bright Eyes so you know isn't it amazing that you could have you can have that memory of sitting in that van and not being able to ask who that is and then it's so important that moment's so important to you that you're here talking about it today I know it's no. <laughs> it's so cuz it's it's just like none of these like that is such like a random like nothing moment in in life, but right. it's something that just. You but know, that's what I love about this show is, is it points out that sometimes the little random moments in life are the ones that'll take us all the way to the end. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like I, I would have no, you know, there there hasn't been a band there that I can think of that has been that I've consistently listened to since then, other than Bright Eyes. Like I go on and off with all of these other bands, but like Bright Eyes, I've always listened to. So with that song. There's the voice. Mm-hmm. There's the instrumentation, the music. There's the words. Mm-hmm. What about it? Is it just? Is it all those things? I think it's all of those things. And like his voice is very unique. Like it's yeah. uh, some people don't like it, and you know. But I think like I feel like as a lyricist, he is um, Connor Oberst is like one of the like his lyrics. I don't know if it's just like they hit me at the right time or something like that. But I just feel like he's just an incredible lyricist, and so like. All of his stuff just is really, really good in my opinion. Um, and and I think like the music in that one too just because it's very like sharp mm-hmm. with the, you know, I don't know. I've never necessarily been a huge fan of his or theirs. Mm-hmm. But um, we went and saw him at Tampa Theater. It was them because it was the ticket said Bright Eyes. Okay. When my daughter was minus one month old. Aww. So it was like big, fat, pregnant belly Aww. in like the third row watching that. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Aww. I'll have to introduce her to him. I don't even know if she, well, who knows. She's 15 now. She probably knows all about him. Um, what are you listening to now? Now um, I am listening. I, I actually do a lot of pod, listen to a lot of podcasts now. Um, and as far as like, as far as like current stuff, I listen to. You look like you're embarrassed I, to say what you're about Taylor to say. Swift. I really oh, okay. like Taylor Swift. <laughs> like, and I, I listen to her like an embarrassing amount, and I don't really know what it is about her. But like, I just really like Taylor Swift right now. Um, but I go through phases with that with with different different things. Um, as far as like, because I on Spotify they give me like the daily mixes and stuff like that. So um, and it ends up being different things from different genres. Um, so I do listen to a lot of '80s music still too. So like one of the lists is basically just '80s music that they curate for me and stuff like that. So do you ever listen to radio stations that play music? Sometimes. Do you have any of them programmed into your? <laughs> Sorry, I love the qualifier there, like <laughs> radio stations that play music. <laughs> um, 
so well. No, it's good. There's no. NPR. I no no. There's Fox ninety two point five. I'm saying I really like that. Like that's that we have to say it. You have to way. refine it. Like, yeah, do, we refine there, our questions over time. There's this way. There's this place where you can hear music in your car sometimes. <laughs> you don't have your phone hooked up to it. It's um the uh. Growing up here, so there was Oldies 95.3, which my parents always listened to. So when I moved back... Now it's playing like the 80s. And now it, so, now it yeah. plays... Well, now I guess it, it's it's not called Oldies anymore. So it plays like a variety. And actually, it it has a pretty good variety. So if I am listening and I just kind of like default to that because I remembered the, the numbers or whatever, but um, they... They play decent music, honestly. Like, I'm not anti-pop music at all. Like, I, I like a lot of pop music. Um, I like basically any sort of music. I'm not one of those, well, everything but rap and country or anything. Like, I literally like everything. Mm-hmm. Like, there's stuff that I don't like from them. But, like, any genre, I can find something that I like. So, um, If you were a championship wrestler, what music would you come out to? Um, <laughs> Oh, geez. Uh, that's a new question. Yeah, that sounds like a new one. <laughs> it's like, um, that's a terror question. No, it'd have to be, um, you know, something. I feel kind of bad because I listened to a lot of women singers and songwriters, and I didn't choose one woman. For, and I was actually trying to think of like ones that like uh, were affecting me, and I. They just didn't make the cut, and I feel really bad because most of the time now I listen to a lot of woman singer and songwriter, so it's probably be, be some something by some woman to, if I came out as a championship but, you know, wrestler. Elise, you can come out to Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> but you know, we don't we don't get to pick the songs that that are attached to our stories because there are sometimes that you get you get a song story and mm-hmm. the song is a song you never ever listen to anyway. Right, and it just happens to be the one. Yeah. So. Taylor Which Swift. Taylor Swift song would you cry? Um, um, the uh, oh geez, I'm not. I don't know. Um, what Taylor Swift song would it be? Which one would make you want to kick ass? Um, probably, uh, probably that song Twenty Two because I would have to be a lot younger to be able to be a spry on the wrestling mat and kick ass. So. If it sing, um, was singing about me feeling 22, maybe I could. Okay. <laughs> so. um, uh, Broadway musicals? Yes. Stage musicals? I love That's both. a thing that you yeah. love? Um, I actually, the, the episode I was listening to on the way here, she mentioned Hedwig. Hedwig mm-hmm. is like my absolute favorite. My mom uh, and I went to New York to see uh, when Neil Patrick Harris played Hedwig. Oh, cool. Um, I have the tattoos that she has. Um, just friggin' I love that. Musical. You have the tattoos that she has. What do you mean? That uh, Hedwig has. In oh. the, well, yeah. That Hedwig so among has your stuff. tattoos, there are Hedwig yeah. On tattoos. my stomach right here, I've got uh, the two that that they show her having. So hmm. yeah. When was the last time you got a tattoo? Um. Oh, I got one. Um. Going back to Prince. So Prince and, and David Bowie both died in 2016, and then my dog at the time had passed away that year too. So I got a tattoo. Um, of her and uh, there's like purple rain falling in the background and she has the uh, um, Aladdin Sane um, face paint of uh, David Bowie to tie it all together. So that's what I have because every time my dog, if I have a dog that passes away, I I get them and I ran out of room on my arm so I got her on my leg. So, yeah. 
<laughs> Quite the mashup. <laughs> Quite the mashup. Okay, now you've listened to some episodes, so you may be prepared for this, but um, it's time to sing a TV theme song. Okay. Um, you look like you weren't trying, surprised, good. I was trying to think <laughs> of, I know so many TV theme songs. So. Thank you for <laughs> Yes. That's perfect. <laughs> well played, I, Richard. <laughs> that, that is perfect. <laughs> You're a friend and a confidant. I'm a terrible singer, though. Like, I can't. Bring I can't. it. Oh, do it. You heard Funny. Luke singing. I know, but I'm, I'm like, my singing is, like, even with, uh, that, this actually requires, like, a singing voice because she has okay, a voice. No, okay, no, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Being a friend. Do, 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 do. No, okay, um, so you have one that you've strategically chosen then no, because it doesn't require... No, I didn't because I was trying to think of ones that didn't require singing. Well, and that's like, what I, I meant. I was thinking of yeah. like Cheers or... Um, uh, Cheers was the one that I kept thinking of, but that also requires yeah, singing. Yeah, that requires singing. Um, but, there was, but Sanford and Son doesn't have any singing and it's that's just like... That's true. So that's pretty much where I am. My singing ability is like making noises like that. So. We had... Uh, <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. No, you're, you're allowed to do Sanford and Sons, but you have to do your very best like that sound, like, like that horn. Wah, wah, wah. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Um, oh, I don't know. I can't sing. Like, that's the that's like the biggest thing of like, um, I'll do karaoke, but I have to be super like drunk to you do karaoke. You're super ready for it. And yeah. also like I do like nothing that requires singing except oh actually I did do I do um punk rock girl by the dead milkman but that doesn't require singing either Ooh. so uh what about the Beverly Hillbillies I don't know the words singing. I don't know oh. the words to that one um family fair yeah it's just talking Mountain okay Hill, like, hmm. um shooting at some crew hmm. <laughs> shooting at some food food up from the round gum bubbling <laughs> um <laughs> Oh, shoot. I, see, I can't think of anything. <laughs> do you ever, okay, uh, singing voice aside, do you sing along with shows when they have theme songs with words? Um, No, not usually. Like, I sing along, well, it depends. See, it's weird because since I live with Claire now and she sings so well, oh, I'm like, yeah. I can't sing out That's... loud at all because it's embarrassing. <laughs> because <laughs> she's, like, such a good singer. So I don't know that I, I you know, if she's not home, I sing, but. Besides that, not really. What about dancing? I have less dancing rhythm than I have the ability. To, I'm terrible at da- people can't even mimic how badly I dance because I dance so badly. Even if they're mimicking mimicking someone dancing badly, I dance worse than that. Is it like Elaine from Seinfeld? Oh, it's worse. <laughs> oh. It's worse than that. You know, like, show us a little. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. There are uh, things that I'm not good at, and those are. Uh, Couple of them. Well, we have to know our weak weaknesses. Yeah, I'm very I'm very aware of those. So you're not afraid to try to dance in front of people because you're embarrassed. You just acknowledge your inability to dance. Right. I acknowledge my inability to dance. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and people have tried to teach me. It's it's just it just doesn't happen. It doesn't. You know, I have friends with very good rhythm, but. I'm not one of them. It did take you four tries to get the count. That is right. I mean, I mean, I told you. <laughs> like, that's why I'm not. A, like, I play. I can play piano, and that's about it as far as like music goes. Do you and, play piano then? Um, I I can. I'm not. I I mean, I do. I do. I dabble. I played it for a really long time, and then I stopped, and now I'm kind of like 
putz around on, on a keyboard a little bit. To, like, you and Claire do, ever like, you know, or do you just let her do her thing? I let her do her thing. I mean, she's only like, she's, she's not home a lot. So it's like when, and then when she is usually like, I was out working, like she works at nights. And then when I was working, I was working during the day. I'm in between right now, but it'll be working during the day again when I get a new job. So it's we we we're like two ships in the night sometimes, but sometimes sometimes uh, she's she's playing when I'm there. So gotcha. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's time for song number three. Song number three is um, Jersey Shore, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so again, kind of kind of a full circle thing. So I was born in New Jersey. Um, back when I was. Uh, Dating the person in, in the band, um, the band that he was playing with was playing. And I can't remember if it's if it was called Bamboozle at the time or Skate and Surf, but it was a festival in in New Jersey. And timeline wise, I believe it was right before Jersey Shore got hit by Hurricane Sandy. Um, so like everything was still intact, but I believe then like later that year or something, um, Hurricane Sandy hit and messed it all up. But um, so the Promise Ring is another one of those bands that I just like really loved, um, and I never got to see them because they broke up before I was able to ever see them live. Um, and then I we I was with this this person, and then he's like, "Oh well, we're playing skate and stuff." And I never usually like really went on tour with him, but then he's like, "The Promise Ring is getting back together, and they're going to be playing there." So I was like, "Well, then I have to go mm-hmm. there to see the Promise Ring. Like I have to go." So um, I went there and. Uh, was able to see them play and from like side stage, which was really fun. And um, they sang the song Jersey Shore and we were at the Jersey Shore. So it was just like a really like, I don't know, great sort of feeling around that of just like yeah. everything kind of tying together. Um, and uh, they also, one of my very, 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 very favorite albums still to this day is Bleed American by Jimmy Eat World. And the singer Davey from The Promise Ring has a part on this on the song um a praise chorus and so i got to see and jimmy rolled was playing that too and so then i got to see him sing his part for their song and it was just like i don't know it was just a really because this was when i was late 20s well early mid late 20s and so it was like it just kind of brought me back to being a teenager and like driving home from um what I don't even know that it's still there. It's like a skate park that's out, not the skate park in downtown Fort Myers, but there was one out towards the beach, like towards Sanibel and Summerlin. Mm-hmm. And I remember driving back, listening specifically to a praise chorus, um, where that Davy has a part in, and it was just like I still remember that, like just. And I don't know why, just like, you know, you remember when you're driving, you're listening to a song, and there's nothing like extraordinary about it, but you know, and then. Uh, and then seeing the promise ring and then being at Jersey Shore and then performing Jersey Shore was just a really, like, brought me back to actually living down here and, and hearing all of that. So Okay, well, let's listen to it yeah. then. Uh, Jersey Shore by the promise ring from the 1999 album Very Emergency. So where was that? Where were you going with that? Like you said, kind of different places. Were you thinking? Was that reminding you of that live show? Was that? Yeah, was? it was just reminding me of, I guess, that time in my life, and just it was just we, we like the sun was setting when they were playing, and there was like this Ferris wheel that was going on, and it was just like a really beforehand. I was able to just like walk out where because everything was like cordoned off, and I was able to like walk out to the water and like sit out there and it was just a really um 
I don't know, spiritual experience for me. I have no idea. Just because I being from New Jersey and then and then right after, you know, literally like I believe a few months later, then Hurricane Sandy destroyed the whole thing. And it just I don't know. The whole thing just mm. brings back thoughts. Where, where did you grow up? Where, where did you live in Jersey? I lived in the northwest part of Jersey. Um, so not the Jersey Shore, but right. we would go to the Jersey Shore because, I mean, New Jersey's this big. You know, you can just yeah, yeah. pop on down. So Were these three songs easy to come to as far as choosing them when we proposed this show concept? Um, no. So I had like kind of a list made up. I had probably like seven or eight songs on the list. And then I was just trying to think of like – on the list, like, I listened to the songs over and over again, and I'm like, which ones still give me, like, these feelings or, like, bring like bring back the most vivid memories, you know? Because there's some where it's, like, kind of like a vague sort of thing, and then, you know, other ones where it's, like, maybe not, like, a big memory, but, like, I still remember how I felt. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to whittle it down from there, so. Thank you for doing your homework. <laughs> that sounds, like, <laughs> sounds like you spent some time with us. Yeah, the, I mean, I, this, that's... Just how I am. <laughs> was there a fourth song that you had to cut? There, um, well, so uh, I was going to maybe do one of the Led Zeppelin songs from, but then I was like, that's, since you get to talk about early musical memory, I figured I would just throw those in, you know, throw yeah. that in there. So that worked out okay. Um, another one was, um, a, it's called A Better Son Slash Daughter by Rilo Kiley. Um but that gets a little too – this is going to sound bad, but it gets a little too deep and emotional for me where it's like it's it's not something that I feel comfortable like discussing in, in public Understood. to a lot of people. Trust me, yeah. But it's an amazing song and like if I, if I was more comfortable with that, that would probably be – And what's the name of the song? A Better Son Slash Daughter by Rilo Kiley. OK. Because yeah. now we're collecting – Tori, make a note of that, Tori. That's a yeah. fourth song. That's <laughs> – it's a it's a really really good song and it has like a, a lot of a lot of weight to it for me but it's just uh I kind of listening to the other ones and stuff and I know like people do get very you know emotional on here mm-hmm. I I don't have I I have a lot of respect for that I personally <laughs> like I have to like stop it at one point so that's just no, where that that's is okay. yeah okay that's the spectrum yeah. of how we have that's what we learned yeah. about this show and how this works yeah um if you could magically start a band of any kind and be a player in it without having to learn anything just mm-hmm. magically what would that be um I would want it to be all women um, and, uh, probably, probably in just the vein of, of like a Rilo Kylie sounding band or, um, yeah. And you would be like which participant? Um, even you could say lead singer, thereby magically becoming a great singer. Yeah. I mean, if I could be a good <laughs> singer, then I would, uh, then I would want to be a singer like that. Uh, that's one of the, the talents that I like have so much like respect and admiration for is, is being able to sing. Cause like. You know, my and my mom can't sing either, but she she at least was like um, because she was a theater minor. So she would sing on stage and stuff like that. And like she has, I guess, a little bit more courage in in that realm of like she would still sing things even though she couldn't sing. Whereas like she tried to get me into some plays when I was little. And then like there was like this one part where literally all I had to sing was a line that was like, yes, it's real. Like just three words. And I (laughs) couldn't. And I couldn't do it. Froze up? And so, like, no, I just literally couldn't do it. Couldn't. And so they had to have, like, the whole ensemble sing it instead because I couldn't sing it. 
So like, I'm just not a singer. That's probably a song story for a couple of the other people right. in the ensemble. Um, uh, who, wh- which musician or band have you spent the most time listening to? Probably Bright Eyes. Bright Eyes. Yeah, okay. yeah, definitely. Um, uh, album that you would choose to listen to if you could only choose to listen to one ever again. That might actually be. Um, that's tough, uh, but probably. Um, the uh, uh, maybe the execution of all things by Ryla Kylie. Okay. Yeah, because I do just I love Jenny Lewis's voice and that album I just think is solid from front to back. And I'm going to think of something later and be like, I should have said that, but that's what yeah, everyone on this yeah, show does. Our, you know. our guest next week, we recorded her episode like a month or two ago, and she emailed me afterwards, and she's like. Can I come in and re-answer this question because I did horrible? I'm like, no, you don't like, get to do that. This is that. just what's happening. <laughs> this is, yeah. yeah, exactly. This is just yeah. how it works. I, when I did my episode, I, I drew blanks on questions mm-hmm. that I had written right. for the show. Yeah. You know, it's like, so I understand. And it's like, I, I was like listening to all of them. I'm like, well, he's going to ask this. He's going to ask this. And I know what I'm going to answer. And then I'm just like, what? Yeah, <laughs> where where did goes, it go? It yeah. just is out of my head now. <laughs> uh, okay. So you probably know the question I'm going to ask next, which is what would your 14-year-old self think of who you are now? Uh, I think she'd think I'm pretty cool. I think maybe when I was 14, I thought maybe I'd be married and have kids by now. But, like, I don't think that she'd be disappointed that I don't. And I don't want any of that anymore. (laughs) So it's, like, it's fine. But um, she – I think that I really kind of took the path of, like, becoming who I really wanted to be even back then. Like, I've become who I have always wanted to be. So uh, I think she'd be happy. Yeah. Good answer. <laughs> um, recommend three people? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go the route of people who aren't necessarily m- musicians just because I'm not, you yeah, know. Yeah, no, that's and, great. You know, and I love hearing musicians on here. But I also like hearing, you know, non-musicians too. Um, so um, <laughs> Jessie Kaysen, she's a photographer um, around here. And uh, she commented on my thing earlier. And she's like, I they saw all- that comment. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm, I almost so, went back in there and said, "PM so, me your email, so and I I'm will." Because we are not afraid. Yeah, and and she's hilarious. So she's like, she's that's great. so funny you said that because yeah. I literally that was like the last thing I saw before I got up from my desk and walked out to the yeah. lobby. Okay, continue. Yeah. Um, my friend who I'm doing um, movie uh, trivia league with Dallas, he is he comes from a very I think more like unique. He comes from a unique background and and just like childhood and stuff like that and and um. His his music taste is really interesting, and he I just think he's an interesting person to talk to. Um, that he would do really well, um, and he's very into music, but not necessarily like. I mean, he's been in bands and stuff, but you know, like he's not like a musician musician. Um, and then um, I don't know. I was thinking about like Ryan and Naomi because I was looking about the 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 couples podcast and Ryan and Naomi at Palace their own Palace oh, like yeah, they're yeah, yeah, they're yeah. like actually we've we been have, trying to get we have oh, sort okay. of put yeah. that bug in their ear oh, okay cool yeah because I was like listening to the one couples thing and then I'm like knowing like uh, like Naomi comes from Austria like there's all sorts of like cool stuff in their background that I think they would be really it would be interesting to hear their stories and choices too. okay so. well you all are listening to this right now we yeah. will we will make that happen um you said earlier that you you like all kinds of music mm-hmm. is there anything you'll avoid listening to and we've refined this question now to not just because you don't like the style but because you don't want to reflect on where it takes you memory wise um there's nothing that i don't think so because i do attach a lot of like s- stories in in that regard um 
no, uh, there are certain artists and stuff that I won't listen to because of who they are as people. Okay, um, that's fair. But uh, there's nothing that, like, memory-wise that I just, like, can't listen to a song or anything like that. Like, there might be a time where, like, I wasn't able to listen to a certain song for a little while because it was too upsetting, like, with the the person that I dated. And then when we broke up, like, I had a hard time listening to his band for a little while. But now it's – I mean, and we're still friends and stuff. And so, like, now I listen to his band again. It's like I remember stuff and it's like, oh, good times. But, like, nothing that, like, it's too emotionally difficult right. anymore. So, okay. you know. Well, that's the end. Okay. You got any final thoughts or whatever? Um, <laughs> no. I don't know. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for doing yeah. it. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> we make this podcast in the studios of WGCU Public Radio on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida, sort of at our kitchen tables now, too. Richard Chinqui is co-creator and producer. Tara Calligan is online content producer and periodic host. Chris Duffus is executive producer. Our theme song was made by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. For this week's Parting Tune, we're jumping back one year to episode 58 with musician and trivia master Mark Davis, which we recorded before a live audience at Nice Guys Pizza in Cape Coral. His first song story brought him back to being in his parents' friend's house when he was a kid watching MTV, which he characterized as being all hair rock at the time. He said that didn't really do it for him. He said not having an older sibling left him flying blind when it came to good or new music guidance. And then as he sat on that couch, eyes glued to the tube, this strangely captivating video came on. I was on a ratty couch, and I was just kind of sitting there, like, waiting for something to happen, just listening to music, because that's just what I did, and I was just kind of sitting there wearing my, you know, my Looney Tunes shirt or whatever stupid thing I had before then, and then this came on, and I was like, I want flannel. I'd never seen an anarchy symbol. Women with pom-poms and wearing black shirts, and the drummer's got tape on his symbols, and I don't know why. I'm like, what the hell is happening? Like, I... It just completely blew my world apart, and I knew I was like, "This is something. This is something that I'm into." Like, it just had this gut reaction. Like, I I, I went out and bought Nevermind, and listened to it. I had a little stereo, and I had headphones, and I put it on full blast, and fell asleep on my bed listening to it. Keep listening. Next time on Three Song Stories. I want to thank you for letting me be myself again. Da, da, da.